M to the A to the T T. <laughs> I haven't heard that one in a long time. In the house. That's how everyone used to refer to me back in the day. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> Do you know uh, Matt Malmwick has M A dot T T? Yeah, yeah. He's he's like the most. I mean, he's one of the most famous Matts in the tech world, <laughs> at think. least in our world. At least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there are others, but there's Jack <laughs> and there's Matt. That's there's true. Elon. Yeah, yeah. And Jason. There's definitely. We're just on Twitter. <laughs> there's definitely Jason. <laughs> he's, uh, he's an institution. <laughs> yes. Awesome. So, uh, how's it going? Uh, it's definitely going, uh, it's going well. I feel like uh, yeah. things are accelerating. Oh, that's awesome. I thought I'd call in and, and hear some updates and uh, okay. maybe share it with the listeners. <laughs> Seems like a good idea. I, uh, I'm still, I still don't have a good recording studio. I, uh, I send you a picture this time. It's, I'm, I put the mic on a shelf that's where the wall used to be between the kitchen and the bedroom here in the cabin. Yeah. So I'm actually, I have two different kinds of flooring under my feet. It's really strange. <laughs> there's like, and there's like an inch difference <laughs> between what, my right and leg. <laughs> what What are you going to end up doing with those? Uh, with that? I mean, you just decided to join the room, I guess. Yeah, because the whole cabin is pretty small, so we'll just have one big room, I think. Okay. Um, but right now, it it looks weird because nothing <laughs> is finished. You're very handy. i got to hand it to you. It's impressive. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny to learn about all these things. Um, but yeah. I don't have any need for like working with steel for a long time, I think. I'm, my oh, curiosity yeah. is satisfied <laughs> when it comes to... Mm drilling into hard steel yeah you got a, you got a healthy dose of that last week right yeah but the good cool. thing is the roof held up it's the whole building is still standing so uh i think we did all right cool um but um i will have an office in not too long i'm joining another another startup in copenhagen and uh, basically i'm gonna rent a desk or two at uh, okay. their office Okay. And what I heard is they're going to have a podcast studio as well. Oh, my. Very nice. And, and, and when you say joining another startup, to be super clear, you are going to share office space with. Oh, yeah. That's why <laughs> I meant startup. join up. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Things no, have not changed uh, that much. I acquired them. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. Just, whatever tiny seed money was left over, huh? Yeah, they added an extra zero by a mistake. So it was an all equity acquisition. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they believed so much in the branch vision. Uh, it was an cool. easy deal. Congrats. <laughs> well, uh, I hope it's related. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but hopefully uh, around maybe episode 60 or something, maybe 70. Okay. We'll, we'll have. Even better audio. That sounds really and great. Ben Arnstein will be forever quiet. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, the perfect heard It's always there. Yeah. Well, here's your CTA. How was Ben doing? 
Ben, if you're listening, how are you doing? I feel like, I don't know, is is Art of Product still a regular show? <laughs> they, they they skipped a beat uh, recently, but I, th- I think so. Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Hi, Derek. Hi, Derek. Hi, Ben. <laughs> We're just going to go around and say hi to all of the other Indian bootstrapper. All podcasts. of our listeners. <laughs> all, of our listeners. All, all of which have a podcast. That's yeah. right. anyways anyway um, get us back on track host yeah let's let's do some updates okay i uh i can go first if you want that that would be good get us back on the rails (laughs) yeah so um on the on the maker side i am in in content mode writing writing guides for the for the branch website and i'm actually really enjoying it um yeah. I feel like I've really found a groove with uh with the content right now. Um and I think I've been reflecting a bit and I think one of the main things is that I'm it's very much not a volume game. It's a quality game and it's it's like the goal is not to get as mu- as much content out as possible. The the goal is to just have a nice collection or like a nice resource that people can refer to. And I'm all almost, um, I think I'm almost thinking about it as a a curation project more than a creation Mm. project. So like, obviously I'm writing, but I'm like, because it's, I think because it's not a blog post and it's a, it's like a permanent in WordPress, there's a difference between a page and a post. Yeah. And these are pages and it just feels very permanent. So I'm thinking very much about like what I actually want in there. That's so, cool. Yeah. So it's almost like I'm I'm picking what to write and what to put in the guides. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying that. And I'm also really, you know, when I started working on the on the guides, I was really um, careful about making sure that I could reuse as much as possible because I didn't want to feel like I always like was repeating myself in every guide because there's so much overlap. Right. So I was very much like making sure that I could always just copy and paste. Um, yeah, that's, that has started to work really well. Um, the only problem is whenever those, you know, sections change, I'd have to, basically go back to the other guides and update it there as well, which I, I haven't been doing <laughs> um, mm-hmm. because that maybe that's less fun. So basically since I started working on these guides, I was thinking that it would be cool if in the WordPress block editor, you could have um, reusable blocks that you could just write and just use in, in different guides. Like think uh, in, in the end of a blog post, maybe you want to have some sort of like email opt-in or some sort of call to action that you always have. Um, for me, it's all like, I or when I do a, a guide about a specific hosting company, the mm-hmm. part in the guide where I talk about how to sign up for a branch account as step one is the same in all the guides. Um, but I didn't even check if that was possible in the block editor. I just assumed that it wouldn't be and that I would have to like find a plugin or maybe write a plugin myself. Um, so just thought about it almost as a product idea. Yeah. And then the other day it occurred to me that maybe I should check if it was actually possible. Um, <laughs> and it was. 
Ooh. And it's actually, it's possible to mark several blocks at the same time and group them into one reusable block. And, and it works really well. Like I was really, I was just expecting that when I saw it, I was expecting it to work poorly for some reason, <laughs> um, but it worked really well and it's really clever. And um, it's making me really excited about these guides because it's, you know, I don't know, like 20, maybe 20% of some of the guides are reusable content. Right. And now like I can update like in some instances, like six guides at one time and it feels really effective. And um, that's great. I was just, yeah. 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 Nice. nice I was surprised whip. that it works so well. That's, that's pretty slick. And I guess you couldn't solve that with navigation and just having people go through the same points, right? Because you want these guides to be pretty, pretty flat and like top to bottom focused on a specific host. Yes, kind of. I, I, I definitely see what you mean. But what I want with the guides is for, let's say, Pantheon to have a really nice resource that's basically, this is all you need to know to get started using Branch and Pantheon together. Yeah, it's very, very standalone. Yeah, and for the host, even though maybe some of them know that, you know, I have exactly the same thing with other hosting companies, it it <clears throat> it for them, it feels like a really nice gesture, I guess, that I'm like, I show up with a 2,500 word guide about yeah. their platform. Nice. Um, even though maybe like 500 or 600 of the words are the same or even more, maybe. Um, That's great. I'm yeah. I have, have to get some pointers from you when I get to that stage where the product is, is that stable. Because <laughs> that's just, I like how it's, like you said, high leverage um, once you can reuse things. That's, uh, yeah. That's and awesome. especially a lot of the, many of the reusable parts are the parts that relate to the branch UI. And, um, I oh, think yeah. it really I helps me keep it up to date. And then with all the images, we store all the images for these guides on Cloudinary. And it also makes it kind of easy to add new versions of the pictures and, oh. and you know, just take them from Cloudinary. And, yeah, um, that's like... Yeah, so it's um, I feel really good about the workflow we have right now or that I have. It's mostly me right now. Yeah, so the whole uh, process about working on these guides right now is, is super enjoyable for me. And, and I, it feels like something I can actually keep doing. Um, it's not like just yeah. that it's not a numbers yeah. game makes it more enjoyable for me. Yeah. It's not draining. You actually feel like you're, you feel like you're building is what it's. Yeah, like. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like right now I'm working on a guide for basically how to get from zero to using Git uh, for a WordPress team because there are a lot of people now, I think, that would like to use something like Branch and like using Git is one of the like ultimate prerequisites. Because if you don't if you don't version your code, you don't have it on GitHub, and then we don't have a way to hook into that workflow. So I'm working on a guide for that. And uh, Bjorn was helping me creating some some assets basically um and some charts and flow charts and stuff like that uh, for the guide today and it just felt nice to know that you know this is not the final product necessarily like once people once we get feedback on this guide we can you know we can work on the copy we can add sections maybe this section down here about the database migration stuff could move to its own guide and we can go into figma and work on the 
you know, the flow chart that shows basically uh, the workflow with a pull request or whatever, and we could tweak it uh, depending on the feedback. And it's just really nice to have this feeling that it's more like working on the product, as you said, instead of like yeah. just cranking something out and shipping it and yeah. forgetting about it. Yeah, you're doing enough that you're getting more than, you know, a little bit of inputs giving you more than a little bit of output, it sounds like. Yeah. And I'm curious about the guides, though, really. Um, you have recipes already, right? Yeah. So is a guide then just talking about the larger context of using Branch, like beyond the product? Or is it? Mm, yes. The, yes and yes. But it's and yes. yes and yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's a tutorial, but it shows you how to use the recipes. But let's say with Pantheon, we have three different recipes. So the guide talks about when you could use okay. which one of the recipes, but also how to use them. Okay, cool. Um, and sometimes there are prerequisites, like you can only use this recipe if you are if you are doing like this thing on their platform, or if you have like SFTP enabled instead of Git or whatever. So it's like, I see. Yeah. yeah. And it's nice for someone like a solutions engineer or a support person um, at the hosting company to have something to refer to as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. With, uh, with Pantheon, they've actually asked us to either basically just duplicate the guide or make like a scaled down version of it or stripped down version uh, or something like that to publish on their document, uh, documentation side. Um and I think so, I'm yeah, gonna so, do like a super stripped down version that links to like the the main guide. It'll be kind of like the source of truth. Um, yeah, it's it sounds like a it, in terms of what kind of guide it is, it sounds like a customer success piece of collateral, but it doubles as sales material because it's showing people what this thing can do. Is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think because just the 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 quality and the length. And the the kind of like the depth, I think it also shows like, yeah, it, it works well as sales material because it very clearly shows that we, like if you use Branch and you are using Flywheel, like we very much understand how Flywheel works. What are the limitations to the platform? What What is the kind of, like even with someone like Flywheel, we, we talk to them a lot. Like we know stuff about their roadmap and right, you know right. their their preferred way that or recommended way that people should work, mm-hmm. um, and I think the guides are a great way for us to show that and show that yeah, we really care expertise. and we really know them. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And there's just no way that um, you know a Circle CI could do that. They mm-hmm. could maybe have like a guest post from someone at Pantheon, maybe. Hmm but they could never write the guide about Pantheon because they don't have any like relationship or experience because it's such a tiny, 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 tiny subgroup of who would be using circle CI. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the truth is like, let's say you use Kinsta or Pagely with Brange. Those guides are almost the same, except you know, we use different words or names for the sure. hosting company because they use the same technology to deploy and they have the same things in their dashboards. Hmm. Um, so the guides are very much the same and it's 
it, there's a lot of stuff that we're able to reuse in there. Okay. Um, but I think it's still helpful to have the guides and this, like the Kinsta guide and the Pagely guide, because it really speaks to the people that are using those platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of like the philosophy, philosophy about it. Cool. Um, and also trying not to speculate too much about these guides, but like specifically about like how to get started or how to get your team to use, um, to adopt a Git workflow or what to do about your database changes or whatever is something we get asked about a lot. <laughs> so it's yeah. nice to finally have the guide for that. Yeah. It's the guide is a little bit of productized consulting, if you will. Yeah. It, which, uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. And with the hosting companies, like we don't just like we typically don't just give them the guide. Like we also like we expect some something in return before we write the guide. Um uh, okay, cool. So we try to talk to them before we write a guide and basically, you know, make sure that they understand that we put a lot of effort into it and also expect mm-hmm. them to like help co promote because they they are able to reach their users much easier than than we are. Of course. Um, yeah. So it just makes sense. Like we put in the hard work of, you know, making the guide available and then hopefully they want to like spread, help spread the word about it. I like it. It's a good exchange. Yeah. So that's, that's a lot of what been, what's been going yeah. on uh, on the, on the maker side. I think recently Bjorn has mostly been, um, working on smaller bug fixes and like m- like minor UX uh, annoyances and stuff like that, which which is helpful. Um, and it's nice that the product feels pretty stable right now. On a on a manager side, I'm I'm talking to a lot of partners right now, which is kind of the was my plan. Um, so it feels good. Mm-hmm. I have um, partner related stuff for three different hosting companies um, in my calendar this week. Nice. And um, yeah, I'm thinking I'm going on vacation next week, but I think when I return from vacation, it'll also be a new quarter. And I think I want to ramp it up even a bit more, but it's, it's nice right now. Cause it feels like when there's a week or two, sometimes where one partner isn't super responsive, I hear from someone else and, so it feels like in the past few weeks that I have all the time I've had like conversations going with, with partners. Um, and it feels like there's some momentum. Um, I know I'm all, I'm always a little bit cryptic or I sound a bit cryptic when I talk about these partnerships, but it is hard to share a lot about it. Um, but it's, it's almost always about co-promotion opportunities and of course, like working with them to make sure that we have like a solid integration or support, like a good workflow with their platform and basically talk about like what sort of opportunities there are in a partnership. And, you know, in the partnerships, it's typically like, sometimes it's a marketing thing and where it makes sense maybe to go out and, and spread the word about our integration or something like that. And sometimes it's more of a, customer success, uh, sales kind of thing where, where maybe their like sales organization can benefit from 
having something like Branch in their tool belt to help answer hard problems from their customers about like, how do we do this or how do we do that? And then sometimes it's like, mm. our platform doesn't support that nat- natively, but you can do this with our partner, whatever yeah. product called Branch. Um, That's cool. Yeah. So um, yeah, progress on multiple fronts, but not so much in product development. Um, but it feels good. Um, it feels like the right thing to do right now to be working with customers to create these guides and with partners to see what we can can do to promote some of them. So yeah. that's basically what's going on right now in in my world. Nice, very nice, man. Yeah, yeah it seems like it's starting to. You know, it's like things are going around the wheel and you're seeing things often enough that it tells you that, you know, you're kind of getting, this wheel's getting loaded up, you know, the flywheel's getting full. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a little more it's full like, than it was before. You would just see something go it, by and then wait, like, wait two months and be like, I wonder if, wonder if that's going to come back around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, now it's like, there's enough going in that something's always coming back around. Um, yeah that makes sense i think i told you like either at one point you'll be oh i'll be ridiculed for wasting so much time talking to all these partners and like working on the product and stuff like that and it didn't work out or or i'll be (laughs) i'll be celebrated for my relentless persistence yeah and uh, you know just keep asking and keep following up and you know some of these partners i've been pitching them for one and a half years and things are slowly starting to materialize, but it just apparently takes a long time. And um, if it's just that, like if it's literally, you just need to do this for two years and then it'll work. Like I'll be really glad that I did it and it'll totally be worth it. Um, But it's, that's the risk you take, I guess. Yeah, it is. And I think uh, the encouragement, if there is some, is that I don't think there's any shortcuts well, you can trim off some of that process, but um, if you have a lot of credibility or established or whatever, but actually like the larger companies are, they try to work with a partner. It's then it's complicated on both sides. You know, like yeah. there's no, yeah, yeah, yeah. At there least is no, agile. at least you're agile. Exactly. Like there's no business development fast lane in my experience. No. There's, <laughs> there's two small companies um, where neither of them is stable. That has one set of problems. There's, you know, one, where one is stable and one's starting out where you know, you have agile, but then you have slow and then you have uh, slow and slow. So, you know, yes, I think you're right. Like these things do take a long time and you have to light the fuse a long time ago. And finally they're starting to work. Um, so there's no shortcuts really. Yeah. I, I hope it's an investment. It, it feels like an investment. Yeah, it is an investment. And, you know, it's an investment in finding out the answer either way. It may not work out, but, um, Startups are really about eliminating the unknowns, so there's no, there's no way to, um, you, you got to find out. So, <laughs> finding out is the investment. You're getting the, you're going to find out the answer, whether or not they're going to work with you now or later, and that's progress. Yeah. So, and uh, worst case, I'll be really good at business development. Yeah, that's how you learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I feel good. Um, about things right now maybe it's because i'm going to vacation next week yeah that sounds great we need to we need to figure out what we do with this podcast yeah listeners i don't i don't plan on recording 
Okay. I actually, I plan on not working besides like important emails, which I haven't done mm. since I started working on this thing in the summer of 2018, I think. Wow. A real vacation. So looking forward to that. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> That's great. We're going to island, island hop around Denmark. Ooh, sounds nice. Yeah. All right. So uh, how about you, Mr. Wenzing? Mm. What's been going on? I shared a video update, a Loom recording of where Summit is at or where Summit was at as of Friday. And and it oh, was good. really good. Thank you. And we <laughs> we need you. Can you put that in the show notes? Sure. Yeah. Happy to. Yeah. It's a free, you get a free plug here because uh, <laughs> I think after hearing so much about the rewrite, it's really nice to kind of see what's, yeah. what's coming out of it. And I think maybe it'd be interesting for the listeners as well. Yeah, I um, hope so. And the so far that video has 125 views and uh, over, 100 nice. are, over 100 are unique. And it seems to have... You know, it's interesting. It's resonating with, I believe it's resonating with the people that I want it to resonate with because the responses I'm getting are from people who are in companies that are a little bit more established um, and have basically said, I'm about to start modeling our funnels. This looks perfect. Or this is super cool. And I can tell because their business is, you know, by their Twitter bio or whatever, that they're farther along. And I guess that's exciting because it's a harder problem and there's a higher willingness to pay. I think the trick is going to be still coming back with recipes <laughs> um, mm -hmm. that beginners can use. And uh, Rob had a good idea, which was he just asks, is there, is there some button I can hit if I'm a beginner uh, and I'm just starting yeah. out? And I was yeah, like, I like that. how would I do that? How would I do that? And then I was like, you know what I can do? it starts with a blank slate in terms of these events. And if you watch the video, you'll see that, you know, the demo that I did had 10 of these events. Um, what I can do is I can just have a button that you click that says, you know, I'm an early stage B2B SaaS, or, you know, I'm a later stage B2B SaaS, or I'm a, in the future an e-commerce, or I've got this, or I've got that, whatever it is, click a button and it can auto build, you know, the, the, um, the, smallest required set of these events to basically give you instant ability to just go in and edit the values then as opposed to creating them from scratch so it's like look yeah if you, if you click this button it'll create seven events for you they won't be the right numbers but if you click the run the model button at least it will produce output right um yeah and you can go in and then just modify basically yeah, I think starting from something like that is much less intimidating than starting from a blank slate. Mm -hmm. Like you could just ask people like which of these describe you best. Um yeah. if they haven't added anything and then you know after they they've picked like you could say like as a first step you could go and make sure that your salary is correct or something like that. Yeah. Just for exactly. to give them like something easy to change. Mhm. Mm yeah, there's a lot of that adding other other team members so i think there's similar to branch maybe there's there's going to be a stabilization of the product after this which is really exciting where i can confidently start to build 
tutorials and guides and documentation that help people, you know, work with this tool, knowing that it's a solid foundation. You know, I'm not going to have to redo those. Yeah. It's funny how it's become so similar. Like it's, it's really, it starts to be all about the content because the recipes are content, the, you know, the guides are content. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's all like built on the product engine and the product is almost like an engine or a computer or something like that. It is. It is. And actually that (laughs) leads me to another. So on the maker side, that's where I was at as a Friday. Folks can check that out. Um, On the manager side, I've been having some more of these, hey, I'm interested um, introductions. Folks raising their hands after seeing that and saying they want to talk. So I'm going to start talking to a few folks. Um, I'm really still focused on building and one uh, symptom of that is that I was uh, doing some yard work this weekend, uh, as um, sometimes is needed to be done. But I'm out there trimming hedges, and I had this idea because there's a new blog post out um, by a fellow named Kevin. Ooh, make sure I get his right last name correct. I think it's Kevin Quok, K W O K, and he's amazing um, business. Uh, business analyst, what would I call him? He's a strategist and he's a writer, um, similar to like a Ben Thompson of Stratechery. But he wrote this article um, called, uh, was it How Figma Wins or Why Figma Wins? All about the Figma product and really gets into its, how how has Figma so, um, I mean, he says one, let's just say one, but how is, how has it so dominated or won its space? And the argument he makes, which I think is a really interesting distinction is yes, there are many um, startups or SaaS businesses who have effectively moved their product category, quote unquote, to the cloud, which, which can just mean that the files that you work with to do that kind of work are now hosted in the cloud right and 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 like as silly as it sounds like that's kind of what a lot of products are it's like upload your files here or um host your images here or even like what's a little bit better example like you're basically just moving the data right to the cloud and 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 you now are operating on data that's shared across users but what he says is like the application in in many cases is still localized. And what he means like that is like the work is still being done as a silo and then you're saving your work to the cloud, but you're not collaborating. And so what he says about Figma, which I thought was super interesting, is because of their taking advantage of OpenGL and some, who knows, amazing web tech and, and web browsers getting so far advanced, people are designing in a collaborative way where like things are actually happening in the browser yeah. It's like because they've moved the workflow into the browser, like the actual work is being done in the browser, you can truly collaborate on designs, which is different than, yeah, I have a Dropbox subscription and when I hit save, it syncs my designs, you know, to my Dropbox or my Box account or, or Google Drive, but you're still editing and working locally, right? And so this got me thinking about Summit because he goes on to say, the other thing that they've really done is um, branch out to plugins. So enabling mm. users to create plugins for design. I'm trying to think of some examples, but let's just say, I mean, I don't use the tool, but 
you know, brushes or routines or templates, things that you're going to use a lot. Tailwind UI components and stuff like that. People are adding all of those to okay. Figma. Okay, perfect. Yeah, exactly. So those add-ons done through a plugin means allows the community to build up this, um, obviously this, I say database, but like the system of knowledge, this available um, pieces of functionality. And what's really interesting about that is because it's actually running in the browser his point is you're not going to a separate site installing a plugin right and then like nobody else knows that you have that plugin and there's like this divorced nature of things where the you know like the plugin is isolated or off on its own what he says is like that plugin is native like it's a it's now instantly installed you know it's safe it's a part of your it's more like installing an app on your phone right it's like it's now a part of your OS, right? And I was just thinking about the, all this. I was realizing with the new version of Summit, the, the way that you do something like define a funnel, right, is I, Matt, as a admin, I create templates, right? And the templates are special because the templates know how to translate, you know, how to provide an interface that captures the data that's needed uh, to say define a funnel right and then it mm. and then the template knows how to map those pieces of data to instructions that the engine understands right and in a, in a way then like these templates are basically um plugins right they're mm-hmm. they are like they're just in the database so the templates themselves are just data right to be clear so what I realized is if I pull out like a JSON definition or a fixture for a template and I edit or modify that and I save it back to Summit, you can author templates. Well, like once you can author a template and save it and share it, it can appear for any other user in, in the entire system, right? Like yeah. that's a, that template's now available to to Peter or to... Arvid or to, you know, Amit or whoever, like everybody can access this template and like all these light bulbs start going off where I go, wait a minute. What are like a couple examples? Like, let's say I'm an analyst and I'm doing some financial modeling with summit. And I say, Oh, we do this. Um, we do this thing where we do a consulting engagement. Every time we close a deal that's over 50 K typically, we do this consulting engagement, which lasts for a couple of weeks, and it earns this amount of money, right? They can write a template. Like, they can learn how to write a template. Let's put it that way. That yeah. would let them actually publish that um, that brush, right? That, that thing, so that other people who are using Summit could suddenly see a new thing in the dropdown that says, enterprise sale with... Uh, with onboarding consulting or with 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 consulting projects, you know, parallel consulting project, and they're like, oh yeah, that's 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 what we do, right? And they can just pick that then, and they can just fill in the blanks, and it will work. <laughs> it will it will be available to them, and it will work. And that got me really excited because I'm not saying that the average analyst is going to be an early adopter of that ability, but you know who needs that these alternative VCs and investors who are inventing Mm. new ways to fund your startup. Yeah. They need a way, (laughs) right. To publish their terms 
in a functional way where you could imagine then as a founder, you can see a, a template that's you know created by investor X. It's verified. They're the ones that created it. And you know if you add that event, if you create an event using that template, a fundraising event, you know that the output you're going to get using your business data is what it would look like to, to get an investment from that investor, right? And that actually creates this really interesting, I think, I won't say marketplace because I'm not necessarily saying they're for sale, those templates. Although I guess you could imagine that too, like bundling a whole bunch of templates and selling it mm-hmm. as the e-commerce solution. Yeah. Um, that's more for Summit to do, but for users to be able to create these templates and share them. Imagine it. Uh, so that's an investor use case. An analyst use case is a lot of the analysts, um, especially on the financial operations, they come in, they're CFOs, they work for companies part-time. And they work for many companies. They're consultants, basically. And so they, they might work for three, four, five companies at once. And so being able to bring their templates that they use along with them, right, mm-hmm. is another way of undermining and beating and improving upon what they already do, which is, oh, I'm going to come help you out, Peter, with your you know, income statement. Let me grab this Excel spreadsheet template that I always use, right, which has these you know, these ways of modeling, you know, um, partnerships or, you know, these things like they're already, they're used to bringing templates to the table and I, I can give them a way to do that. Right. Um, that's really cool. Yeah. I imagine if one day an investor could send a term sheet to someone in summit. Yes. Well, what I would like to see, if there's a template for that. (laughs) Yeah. What I would like to see is that uh, term sheets include a reference, an ID, a reference ID, a link, or whatever to a template. Mm. And if you are the startup and you, you know, they've reviewed that, it's got the values that they're offering you hard coded in it. So it's not a everybody use a template. It's a template where the, the values are locked, right? Yeah. But there's no reason you can't create a locked values template. So they create a locked values template, they share it with you. It's in the term sheet. There's a reference to that ID. That ID is cleared, right? And then if you're the startup, you can adopt it, take it for a test drive, see how it goes. And then you create the output, you save that output. And then what? When, when it comes time. So think about these complicated term sheets or think about any complicated term sheet. When it comes time to... Uh, when the rubber meets the road, pick your metaphor. You can go back later and you now have another artifact, right? To refer to, to say, Mm. this is how this is supposed to look, right? We didn't just write some terms in a document. We actually did a test run. We have expected, right? We have expected output, right? We we know what the answers are supposed to be. And when I was doing business development at risk pulse, um, one of my mentors there, um, Steve Bennett, like one of the things that he taught me, especially in legal documents, like these kinds of exhibits, is it's not they're not legally binding, but there is nothing more clarifying than putting an example in a partnership agreement that says, hey, we're going to do a 5% revenue share on these kinds of widgets. For purpose of clarity, for example, if we sell a widget and it's $412 and whatever, the amount of this will be this and the amount of that will be that, right? 
And you do that because mm-hmm. if you don't have a fixture, if you will, to refer back to, mm-hmm. then, then when you put it into practice, you don't have that interpretation to refer back to. You just, all you have is the code, if you will, but you don't have a, you don't have an expected output, right? You don't have an assert. So imagine where you now have that artifact vaulted and you say, look, we have the terms. We actually have a copy of the terms at the time that we did this deal, which is also, right, revisioned. And mm. we have a copy of the output of running those terms against this business. First of all, I think the clarity that would give you today is amazing, but I think the persistent, like long-term value of having that as an artifact to refer back to in a due diligence vault or just something, that's, I don't think you'd want to not have that <laughs> once that's available to you. Like that, that to me is a different world, right? And I'm so excited yeah. about this is what's possible when folks are using the same shared objects platform etc which you can't we're not doing in excel right now and that's the thing like google sheets and excel are not going to do what i just said right so i am again just really excited about what's going to be possible on this new foundation and what i just talked about it might be years from now but i can see it right and i actually know how to get there (laughs) and when i describe it to people it's pretty hard to argue that that's not better right um or preferable yeah yeah it's very exciting. Thanks. Um, in the short term, I've got a couple of uh, deadlines to hit. So I want to get the product out. And I have um, a committed prospect who has committed to an annual plan. If it, oh, nice. Uh, yeah, committed to an annual plan at a, good, at a price that I'm happy with. And um, they're willing to jump into that in July, assuming that the product is live and operational. So... That's always uh, that would be a nice way to celebrate your launch. Yeah, exactly, exactly. With an instant, uh, immediate purchase, <laughs> and I really, I think, I think there's going to be, yeah, you know, optimistically, I think I will have more than one purchase in July when this launches because I, I feel like if I get the pricing model right, I think um, the willingness to pay is there. So I'm always be optimistic. Yeah, why not? <laughs> What's the alternative? Um, so yeah, that's how it's been going for me. That's cool. I uh, it's 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 getting exciting with the with the rewrite, and uh, yeah, I really encourage people to check out the video. It's it's nice to see it all materialize, and it's it's becoming a real thing. I yeah. think. Yeah. I think it was maybe it was risky, but it was also you know like COVID. Everyone was at home. Whatever. Like you got extra time, maybe. Yep. But I think it's it's going to change the the course of Summit, I think. Oh yeah, ab- absolutely. I got some feedback from an investor yesterday and he had solicited it from a friend of his and they said, you know, they're using the current tool. And they're like, "Hey, it's interesting, but I can't change this. I can't do this. I can't do that." And he sent it to me and I was like, "Awesome. The new version can do all of those things." <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and he called it what did he call it? Like post-action validation or something like, like you already did it um but here's more more validation that you're on the right track which is uh <laughs> yeah so we'll see that's I'm amazing still yeah. have to get it over the finish line uh, or the first finish line but um we'll we'll see i think it's gonna happen nice yeah man awesome good week yeah and uh have a good week <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> likewise. And um, talk to you later. All right, sir. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye.